Okay, ladies, good evening. Good evening. It is such an amazing night tonight it's because we're going to learn some really important stuff. I'm just actually perusing what we're going to be studying. I, I, if I say this is important in general, it's true. But this is like really important. This is bread and butter of not only not how to be mock, but, but how to live a happy life, how to make sure that your interactions with others are as amazing and positive as they possibly could be. That being said, uh, the, the, the area we learned tonight, honestly, uh, is prone to mistakes, prone to mistakes and prone um, to recklessness. So what I'm going to talk about tonight is, is all true. But it really needs a lot of chachma. Um, it's, you know, it's like, there's certain areas of life which are sensitive and you can't, doing and don't doing both have tremendous ramifications. And this is one of those areas which I really feel, um, I see people don't do and really mess things up. I see people do do and really mess things up. So um, this is just a warning shot that... Um, we should, for a short take, what we're going to learn about tonight, and absorb it, and then use the fifth Shulchan Aruch. What's the fifth Shulchan Aruch? Common sense. Seichel. Uh, it's a precious commodity, and I'm serious when I say that. There are people who mean well and don't do well, and who can quote you good sources for the mess-ups. And the reason they don't do well is misapplication. Or miscalibration. They're not calibrated correctly, and having a, a Torah perspective um, and, and applying it is, is sometimes two different things. Says Revolva, Mayasa Ha'adam, what should a person do? Be'emes, in truth, Ha'alivo, so somebody really, I'm not talking about minor uh, annoyance, really someone hurt them. Or humiliated them, so in that situation, somebody, you know, really bothers you in some profound way. Now, what I'm talking about, you know, one of my kids uh, recently was in, in a, it was in an irritable mood. So, you know, kids are irritable; everything's a big deal. I've seen adults irritable, um, and everything is a big deal. Um, and really, the person did nothing to them; just they're they're in a bad mood, you know. I was in a conversation recently. One was person was screaming at the other person, and the person who was screaming said, "What? What are you screaming at me for?" Then it was so it was so ludicrous to watch this. But when you're irritable or you're out of control, or if you're out of control, you're just irritable and you're in a bad mood, or you had you had a bad coffee, or worse, you didn't have coffee. Uh, always my nightmare scenario. Uh, or you don't feel well, and you're, you're, or you've had a stressful day. Um, so what happens is, is people could annoy you when they do nothing wrong. We're not talking about that situation. We're not talking about where you're mad at the world, and every driver is, is, is a maniac, but really they're driving safely and you're driving like the maniac. Or you're mad at the world, uh, that traffic is going slow, and that's just what traffic is in the 280. Or you're mad at the world that you're spouse or your child did something the house such a mess and really you left the house a mess or you're just in a bad mood we're not talking about that we're talking about the person really did something bad to you and I, and I stress I, my preamble was for a reason 
you, often when people think that they're giving tochacha or rebuke, really the other person has done nothing <laughs> or minor infractions. Kind of like, uh, well, actually, we'll get to the impeachment trial, although I'd like to give a share of that. Pick a different trial thing, what's really an impeachable offense and what's really uh, just minor infraction. I'm not saying this is a minor infraction, but my point is you can make anything to a big deal if you want to. If you want to get somebody or you're in a bad mood, everything is a big deal. Everything is so awful and terrible. When you're, we, uh, some people get a bad night's sleep. They, they, that's how they live. They, they, they walk around gloomy and moody. They literally they get, they get a little bit too little sleep, and everything is so awful and terrible. We're talking about something really is. You really, really were insulted. Somebody really was uh, unbecoming towards you, really hurts you, really uh, attacked you, whatever way it works. Unless the Rambam says in Hokus Deus, don't hate him. Don't hate him. He, he hurt you. He, he pilfered you. He bothered you. He damaged you. He badmouthed you. He slandered you. Uh, and be quiet. Avshalom, whose sister, who was his sister? Tamar. Right, was raped by her half brother, Abnon, children of David, king of David. Muma, he didn't say a word to him. He didn't say good morning, hello. He didn't say a bad word. He just held in the hatred he had for this terrible Abnon for disgracing and debasing his full fledged sister as Tamar. He's son of Shalom as Abnon. Avsham hated Amnon. That, that is not the path. You know, you hold it in. Somebody really, really did something terrible against you. You just keep it in. The mitzvah is to tell the person. Actually, the Ramban gives an example between Yosef and the brothers. The mistake of the brother, Yosef and the brothers, they did not talk it out. The brothers, in, in, in fact, the brothers were, were, were blamed for not going to Yosef and clarifying why you tell dad this. Maybe they could have come to some kind of understanding. Instead, they harbored hatred towards him. Uh, so Ram says, Mitzvah of Lodio, Lama Lomelach. Why do you do this to me? Lama Chatasi, leave the Torah pony. Shinamar, as the Torah tells us, in the same posset, right next to you, the ju- they're juxtaposed in Parshish Kudayshim, it says, Losisna es achicha belvavacha. Do not hate your brother or your sister in your heart. Rather, literally means rebuke. Now, in America today, rebuke is a bad word. It's literally, it's not politically correct. Not acceptable to ever rebuke a person, especially if it's a lifestyle choice. That's like a carnal sin in America. If a person does a carnal sin, that's okay. But if you rebuke them for that carnal sin, you have done the greatest, most evil thing. You've broken their constitutional rights. You've disgraced their personal autonomy and all of their humanity for pointing out they did a carnal sin. Don't do that again. Right? The carnal sin is not forget about. We live and let live in America. Freedom of religion, freedom of expression. But the, to rebuke them? Whoa! How dare you? So uh, the Torah, however, says you should, if somebody does something, a carnal sin against you, um, and against Hashem, we'll, we'll leave against Hashem 
Tana share tonight. But if someone hurts you, they talk to them. Tell them, you know, how, why do you do it? Vim Chazar. And then if this person recognizes and that they did something wrong, Ubikash Vimano Limcholo and frecks and asks forgiveness. I didn't translate the Yiddish for you. I knew that you knew it. There's other people. Sarech Limchol. You have to forgive them. And the person who's asked forgiveness should not be a bum and not forgive. We're going to get to that next. Avram prayed for who? He prayed for Avi Melech. Right? After, after he said about return sorry, he asked for forgiveness. He prayed for him. Now, I want to just pause for a second here. The, the first danger is now you have to talk to a person. If you keep it in, very dangerous. We'll get to them in a minute. But we're, is to be clear that someone actually did something wrong too. I'm going to give you a little vicarious Rabbi Levine office. And my office is not, it's not just my office. It's my lunch table and my, my pars table. I, I mean, a lot of, you can you see sometimes... I, I mean, You're in pars? I've never, never said that. I meet people from around the Bay Area. I'm telling you, this is a fact. People believe they're right and they should tell someone what they did wrong and they're wrong. So let's start with the first fact. This has to be in a case where the other person's bonafide wrong. Now, it could be that you're not sure or you need to clarify. So it's a different approach. It's clarifying. But I will tell you, we live in our own cave and prism and very often we believe we're right and they're wrong. And sometimes we are right and they're wrong. And sometimes it's black and white clear as day, totally, totally, totally. But I will 100% say that, ve- 100% that very often, the people who think that the other person's wrong, and sometimes I get, like, I get both parties in my office, the mother-in-law will say, my son-in-law or my daughter-in-law were so bad, and then you hear this other side, and the son-in-law, well, why did you do this to me? And like the mother-in-law, she's like, nothing to say. <laughs> like, so she came in screaming, I'm right and he's wrong. And then the mother-in-law said, bring me up. You know, she called him a bum, and then he said something to her, but she, all she heard was what he, she, he said. She doesn't hear what she said, right? So my point is, when you're, gonna be, when you're, when you're broaching this topic, um, the starting point really has to be that what w- is it clearly wrong. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, we'll be able to get that. If we're, if we're, if we're not really thinking about it, so this, a lot, all this takes... Seriously, if something's bothering you, you feel someone hurt you, you need to deal with that, which we'll get to in a minute. But how you deal with it, how you'll broach it, the first thing you may need to do is talk objectively with somebody and think carefully of the whole situation. Very often, we only see and hear our side. And, and almost always are two sides. There's, there is sometimes one side, and it's clear cut. But I would say it's a minority of cases. Because you know what? If we're in the religious world especially, most people are good people. We have very few completely evil people. There are some, but very few. And so I can tell you, if you have two religious Jews, most times there are two stories. Most times there's maybe one person's 80% right and another person's 20% right, but most times there's two stories. My father used to say there were three stories. <laughs> What's the third? There's yours, 
There's mine and there's the truth. Oh, okay. And yeah. It's not that either of yeah, the two fine. Yeah, great, is, is great, lying, great, yeah, but yeah. it's perspective. Right, right. Um, um, and something, right. So, great. That's, that's, so, so the first thing, even before you, you tell them, we're assuming you did something wrong, completely wrong over here. If it's not completely wrong, you still need to talk about to them and clarify and get it out of your system. But you cannot say to it's not, it's not, then it's that word rebuke is rebuke in general. I don't use the rebuke. I, I mean, today in America, if you want to say constructive criticism, you know, communication, communicate. Very, you know, and in general, um, when we say rebuke, we think of some stern, Puritan-like approach. Um, and, and really, true rebuke is um, educational and, and help it, helpful, um, and, and that's a starting point. But that, that would apply to a parent, certainly to a peer, um, and, and a spouse. Uh, if you want to be successfully married, <laughs> that's how you deal with yourself, with your spouse. Um, so, again, there's another Rambam. Now, if a person sins against you, sins, we're talking about sins. We're not talking about the person, you know, spilled your coffee. Pasha, they sinned against you. Now, that's not really a great sin, but they really did something against you. You know, they, they, they badmouthed you, they slandered you, they made fun of you, they cursed you, they, they, were, they stole your time, they, 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 they were inconsiderate, something bona fide, legitimate, not minor in scope. I mean, it could be minor in scope, but zikr, 100% that they, that they did something improper towards you. And now, in this case, this is the second Rambam. And you don't want to say anything negative. You don't want to rebuke them. Go back to, the, to that beautiful word, rebuke. You know, you try to reframe it, rebuke, make it a positive, beautiful. Rebuke is beautiful. We're going to campaign marketing about the hashtag rebuke is beautiful. Just make sure you do it correctly. Then it's then it's because it's not it's not beautiful. It's destructive. Okay. <laughs> What are you gonna say anything to this person? This person's a simpleton or a foolish person. Or they don't know any better. They didn't they grew up in a in a house where they didn't have a mommy and a daddy teaching how to talk nicely. You know, they, they grew up in a dysfunctional home, they don't know. So, so you're, gonna, you're gonna sit there and be angry with this person. You sit there and upset at a person who just doesn't get things. Uh said or it's clear this person was in a, you know, I just, unfortunately, I was talking to somebody, uh, a chavir of mine who told me that his wife has postpartum depression. You know, imagine such a thing as, as other kids. I mean, that's to me as a nightmare. You've seen this, I'm sure. It's supposed to be, like, you know. Um, so I, somebody has postpartum, they say anything to you, do you take it seriously? Of course not. Somebody, so that not everyone has that. They have different types of, you know, you see them, they're, they're nebuch, they're, they're, they, they lost their job. They're struggling. Um, if you ever deal with somebody going through a, a divorce, or struggling to have children, or struggling to get married, or struggling financially, you feel bad that, that you know they, they, they're not in the best of moods. And you, you know you can move on. You don't take it seriously. Um, and you're totally able to flush it out of your system. And you have no hatred. You have no ill will. doesn't bother you. And you don't even say a word to him. That's me, this chasidis. That is actually an act. If you can not, 
when should you tell a person something is wrong? If something bothers you, if something legitimately bothers you, you should tell them. But if you can get it out of your system, because either you look at them as, uh, you know, not talking about your child to educate. That's a different category and a little bit of a different basket or box. Um, the Rambam at the ends with one, two, three, six golden words. The Torah is only strict about hatred. You cannot, you must not hate any Jew in your heart. You should not, you should not hate any human being in your heart. But you cannot, it's a biblical, it's a biblical prohibition to hate achicha, a yid, a Jew. Right? It's foolish and a bad midah to hate anybody. It's a Torah prohibition to hate a Jew. And hating a Jew does not mean you hate him with all of your heart. It means you hate him or her at some level. To walk around hating a yid, to walk around hating a Jew, even if they're annoying to you, it is a biblical prohibition. If you do not like your neighbor, or the person who davens next to you, or your brother-in-law and your sister-in-law, or your aunt, whatever it may be, or your boss whose name is Baruch or Miriam, actually Miriam's my grandma's name, or uh, Shprinza, uh, right? You cannot hate them. And if you hate them, you're over a Torah prohibition. You're over a... T- Actually, I had someone in my office who told me very recently they hate one of their relatives. <laughs> this is that Russian? They hate... This is a close relative, by the way. Not a far relative. They hate one of their... That's, can you imagine they walk in all day hating a relative? That's terrible to live with. That's worse. You, tack on. You're doing a bit over, over an Isra de Reisa. So with the Torah is mocked on... Getting, I'm not talking, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not psychotherapy, getting another person. Just push it to, 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 to walk around upset at somebody, you know, your, your, a showmate or a classmate or a roommate. Remember you had roommates you know, one of those days? Um, I'm, you know, I, I would have loved, to, actually, like now, at this, point, at this point in my life, to be a rabbi of a dorm. Like, you know, like it's, you know, a referee. Mediation. Like he woke me up. He did this. Did this, did this you know. Uh, any rabbi. Every ma- Every rabbi has to be. Every rabbi has to be a little. Have a little bit of that feeling, right? Well, what else is we doing all day, right? So no. The truth is, is you're able to help people because you look back at the dorms, like you think yourself, like, like these fights these people have. You know, where it was so silly. Half of these things. Uh, these girls. She's taking the bathroom. I mean, I only heard about this stuff. Uh, um, I need the rabbi in the girls' dorm, right? I, no, for very many reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I love my wife being biased. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll stay far for that. But my point is, is even to walk around the, your roommates upset and angry and hate them at any level is total repression. That's really my point over here. And the Ram says that this. If you can forgive a person and, and just let it slide and you don't have any residue, any remnant of disdain, that's great. That's the best. Yeah. What do you think? Then don't. I understand not to harbor hate, but if someone has has really harmed you and you can somehow let it go, you should not tell it. Well, if it's if the woman's postpartum or the person's lost his job, um, and doesn't bother you, then the best thing is that. Now, if you're doing a situation where it's me repeat, 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 mm-hmm. uh, then. This is what I told you before, my, my preamble, is that this takes a lot of chachma. You have to see 
under what circumstances it is over here. If it's going to be continually grating on you and eventually it will bother you, or it's in the person's own benefit. Let's imagine the following thing. A person uh, walks around smelling and it really bothers you. They, they sit next to you in the cubicle next to you. They reek. Um, or they, you know, so you feel bad the person has lost their spouse, God forbid, God forbid, someone else's spouse next to you. You say, Nebuch. So you, you could forgive them. You, you really feel like they're... T- but you, it may be the right thing, not for you, because if they walk around reeking to you, <laughs> they smell to other people. So just like by smell, the person has something which would bother other people. So then even if you have forgiven them totally, else I, I, for a different mitzvah, loving a Jew it may be a good but not because of this not because it bothers you if it doesn't bother you whatsoever it's not a carnal sin against you um, then you know I happen to I'm a believer you know as somebody I love rebuke I don't call it rebuke I call it muster cause it's you know, but I'll tell you what I had a a member of the conservative temple come tonight come for college and I brought him to my office I was talking to him and he was telling me his clergy member doesn't like to tell people what to do. I'm a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader. You break shops. Hey! If you do something good, a little bit, they do a little bit good. You think, you know, I remember one, I told you this story once. I once, on Tishlov, I talked out of events intermarriage, and a member of Beth David comes to me. So I mean, you have to come talk about Beth David. I've never heard anyone speak out against intermarriage. I'm like, sure, invite me to him to Beit David. Any day I'll talk about intermarriage. You think I'm going to invite me to go? They don't, you know, do you think at the fact that the clergy can't say a word? I'm not, there's no conservative temple to it today. No, that wouldn't exist. That wouldn't exist. You know why? They will not say one word which their populace does, does not want to hear. They will not say a word that they don't want to hear. Sometimes they think they want to hear, but they don't want to hear that they'll say. But the, the intermarriage, you think any, any of them go up and say, don't drive on Shabbos? You know, you know, you can't, what do you think? No. You were there. You rail the table, don't, they're not interested in it. I, I'm interested in saying things that people need to hear. Now, I'm, I, honestly, I, I'm interested in saying, no, I don't say everything you need to hear because, you, uh, you know, not everyone can hear what they need to hear. I'm interested in they, they need to hear and they could hear. So, again, I'm not perfect at this. But I, I believe it's a role of a, a rov or a rabbi to help ourselves and help others. Um, and Torah is to teach us what we need to hear. So I have no problem in, in, in helping, again, if a person wants to hear. You know, I remember my psychologist joke this weekend, you know, the light bulb, right? If the bulb, you know, you need to be able to hear. You need, you need to, we all need to be able to hear, to be resilient, to, to be anything. I think, for those who didn't hear, were not here the Shabbos, you won't understand what I'm talking about, but... It's in the building, but I didn't hear. It's not your fault. How many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. How many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? Just one, but it really needs to want to change. <sighs> right, but that, it's, there's a context to that. You'll tell the other 40 minutes of the drush afterwards, maybe. Right, but, uh, but on, a seri- on a serious note... Um, you know, telling a person something, and it's getting back to my point, if it involves you, is often hazardous because you are usually doing it off the cuff and you are usually emotional. 
That is a recipe for disaster. And the Rambam is not advocating anything. To do. The Rambam is saying if you could be completely cerebral, not be emotional, know that someone did something that's wrong. So if you want to wait a week or, or until you're, you know, then go ahead and do it. But usually what happens is people instinctively do things, do not think through things. You know, I said this, I think it's, I said this in one of my classes a, a few years ago that Rabbi Israel Miller, who was here a decade ago, when you were honored, uh, uh, so he said the following story. He said, once in Lakewood, and somebody took someone's sign off the board. And they have a bulletin board, like all the kinds of advertisements and looking for a chavrusa, looking to rent an apartment, and somebody, this sign went off the board. And he saw a guy next to him. He said, how dare somebody? That sign was there. Someone should not have taken that sign off the board. It's but take someone's sign off the board. So somebody asked him, whose sign was it? It was my sign! <laughs> when it's your sign, it bothers you, right? When it's somebody, it wasn't that it was, it wasn't, we weren't upset that somebody took the sign off the board. It was your sign. So if you're upset that someone took someone else's sign, you usually can do it with a clear head. But when it's your sign, when it's your, when it's you, when it's you, it gets much more challenging. And, and this is what I started off. There is a need. You can't walk around harboring hate. But you have to be very careful how you deal with this. So, um, so if you can totally get out of your system and there's no real benefit, that's the means chasidus. But as the Ramam says, the Torah's machbit is you're not allowed to walk around hating a Jew at any level whatsoever. Even an iota. Even a abyssal. Can you hate something the person did? And not hate the person? Yeah, if you're if you're if you're a holy Jew, you, okay. you can do that. You can hate the act, but not. The yeah, act. you should, well, if they did it in a veiro. But we're talking now. We're, ta- we're not talking right. about. We're not. We're not talking about today. Today is when a person did a sin against Hashem or others. We're talking about talk to you. Right. No, I get yeah, that. Yeah. So usually, you, when it's you, for most people, that if they're honest, that is not the case. I've never had a person when they've been seriously insulted say. Honestly, I'm not hurt at all about me. It's all about the act. They do not, they do not separate that. I'm, I've never come to my office. So I, I can tell you, so, maybe they've pushed it out. But the people coming who are really bothered have never made that kind of division. What's about them? No, other people, it's not emotional. You can go ahead and divide it. You know, my wife has upset my child, and this child was disrespectful to her, and that person could do. When it's their attack, not, no one's coming. I'm not at all. And sometimes they're saying, they're not, but it's not true. You can see it's not true. You can see the it's fact not, that they came to talk about it. No, the way it's not even that they came to talk about it. It's how they talk about it. They start, they start talking and start, you can see the pent up. Like there's body emotions and facial emotions that you can, and you know, there's, there's, body, there's the, the science of the, 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 the body, which is clear. If I had their blood pressure being re- measured, you would see it. There's no way that they have had such a dichotomy of, you know, I'm, nothing to do with act. It's and nothing to do with me. It's just partial. I don't like the hate. I don't like the Aveira. I've never seen that. Um, so in theory with other people, I have seen that. And that's certainly possible with yourself. Uh, when, you're, when it's a real thing, I've never seen that. Now, it's possible. So I never came to do that. But I, don't, I, I would say it's, it's uncommon in, in an extreme. Um, I will say by Gedolim, which we'll get to, who can so be not care about their own honor and covet, even if somebody 
would humiliate them and do a terrible, terrible things against them, that it's possible for sure. Um, so, but going back to us humans, Hamastima, to hatred a person is hakpada. When your friend, when somebody you know is hate negdo with sins against you, hurts you, debases you, attacks you, slanders you. Remember that 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 that, that movie was going to come out against North Korea, and they hacked the CBS's producer's email, and she made fun of like Obama and a few other movie stars. Uh, you know, and they, 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 she didn't have to face these people. Like she was making fun of her emails. They released her emails to North Koreans. Uh, she was, you know, a Jewish lady actually. She was like, when I, I just read out the newspaper, um, and there's like a picture. You know, I get my, my my newspaper reports of one of these actresses seeing her like the next day, and they they glare that this actress gave to her, right? The glare that this actress gave to her was one of, like, how dare you speak about me, like, email about me. She was not forgiving, right? Because this, this lady, wrote, she's a poor actress, actress, and they hacked her email, and they released that. Probably to her face, she's the best actress, da-da-da. But they hacked her email and released that. You know, they just gave over her email. You know, sometimes... Oh, I can't see that. I, I've actually had this. People told me they saw people's... Uh, WhatsApps or whatever. I, 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 I'm going to stop here because I, I, it was one case which was crazy like this. Um, you know, someone sees the WhatsApp, sees the tweet, sees you know the the email, and is really upset. Uh, you know, and then lo now you're thinking in your heart, you're over hating a person. Like system, by surprise to your parents, siblings, spouses, children. Of course, your rabbi, don't forget the rabbi. Right? Everything else about you cannot hate a person. Even if you care about them, you, 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 you're in general, you're the person, your friend, even for a minute, you're over Torah prohibition. It's partially a serious thing. It's a negative prohibition. To hate a yid, to hate a Jew is a negative. Torah is a derisa, you're eating pig. You're doing a Torah prohibition. You think to yourself, I'm so holy. They're the one who messed up. They're the one who hurt me, but guess what? Right now, you hate them. Who's doing the Isra Deraisa? You, the Holy One? No, the person hating. They're doing a Torah prohibition. And then, of course, you can come to Nakama, which is the next Pesukim, revenge or bearing a grudge. But even to, if you don't, don't bear a grudge, and you don't do revenge, so you're over a Torah prohibition. They hurt you, though. You're over the tarbushin right now. Now they didn't have by hurting you. You walking around upset and angry. Not that type of person rabidly angry, just even a little angry. Hey, they them. You over the tarbushin? Yes. What about someone like a Bernie Madoff or George Soros or someone who's done to you? Well, George Soros is hurting the whole Jewish people, yeah. quite frankly. And someone who's yeah. like I thought you were going to say Bernie Sanders. It's probably worse than well, both of them. Yeah, okay. I, I, I actually, I heard, I, I actually believe that Bernie Sanders, the damage he has done, the chil Hashem that he has done, it, debasing Israel, the state of Israel, and its people, six and a half million people, and endangering them, and, and, and saying that he's a Jew, that kind of stuff, 
calling Netanyahu a racist publicly on national television many times. Netanyahu. Netanyahu. I met, in words, I, I, the damage that he did, and because, you know, Madoff hurt people tremendously. And, and, and but, so many Jews. But you know what? Endangering six and a half million Jews in Israel, endangering them, to me is much worse. The, the, you look at today, the BDS movement, and all of that, it's not, and that's just not just endangering six and a half million Jews in Israel. The, with the BDS movement, and all those, the fact they put Linda Sarsour on a stage next to him, or Elon Omar, these people are not just damaging and hurting six and a half million Jews in Israel. Every college kid in campus, the, the far left progressives, are making them scared of their Judaism. They're making them uncomfortable supporting. Listen, I have critiques on Israel's religious observance because I want more. But that's I have different. a. Of course, it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's out of complete love. Yeah. I, I would back defense, and, 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 and it's coming from a, a, expecting more on a spiritual level. But there, and I would never say anything like that in any public television or any public service. You know, when I was in the University of Pennsylvania Law School, I was the greatest defender of Israel. I, I, I mean, to start telling a guy who's non religious, you know, Israel should really be keeping, teaching the school system should be more, teaching more Shabbos and kosher, and the army should be separate. I should, I'm going to start telling them that. No, I defended, I was the biggest defense I would have been, the hawk of hawks. Because when it comes to defense of millions of Jews, when it comes to a Jew's spirituality on campus, that's what's first and foremost. A person like that, sorry, you just mentioned Bernie, I think, put Bernie, put Soros, that was like, to me, it was like, um, and Soros, of course, is also the same thing, but he doesn't have that, he's not in front of a microphone. The guy is leading the Democratic nomination, right? So what do I think of Bernie Sanders? I'm George Soros, or Bernie Mader. So, all of them hurt all of us, because Ani Chil Hashem hurts every Jew. Um, there's a difference, of course, if Madoff hurts you personally, which he did, and other people. So I'm, since I, 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 have, I can be very easy over here, I, nothing that happened to me as an individual with any of these three people, what hurts to me about all three of them is the Chilul Hashem and the endangering of Kala Yisrael as a whole. Now you may say, Rabbi Levine, you should be hurt by Madoff like yours. If I don't that level, I'll be like... I should feel like the people ripped off like Madoff. I should. I mean, honestly, I should. But I'm not at that level. Honestly, I, I do not feel like the guy who lost $50 million to Madoff. Maybe I should have. I, I can't feel at that level. I was seriously bothered. But since I'm not at that level, what I could do with Bernie Madoff and think this guy is a terrible person and a nebuch and hate his actions, to quote Miss Miriam, uh, to hate Chatayim and not the Chaita. Because he didn't bother me, per se. Right? So, I hate what he did. I think he's terrible. I hate his actions, just like I hate, quite frankly, a Jew who breaks the Shabbos' actions. I know we get used to it in, in the Bay Area. But I hate every Jew's actions who breaks the Shabbos. I don't hate any Jew, by the way. I don't think... I, 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 I don't walk on hate of any Yid. I, and I love Bernie Madoff and Bernie Sanders and George Soros as their soul. I, don't, I hate... What they do, and in halacha they may have a status of Russia. Perhaps I'm not going to go there right now, but I don't walk around hating them. I, I, I despise what they stand for. I believe that they endanger to whatever level uh, uh, Hashem's children, and they make a chil Hashem in this world. And I pray that they do tshuva. But if Bernie Sanders be hit by a car, I would try to save his life. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't endanger myself. He doesn't know any better, most likely. Now, 
if I have two witnesses on the time of Beis Hamikdash, you know, but I think he does terrible things. Am I being clear about this, by the way? Yes. Um, and, and most Jews, by the way, today, uh, are Tina Kanishma, and even we'd say religious Jews, when they're doing bad deeds, almost all of them, their complexities, the way they were raised. I'm not exempting them in the court of law, I'm exempting them in my heart. <laughs> the way they're raised, they have sometimes people have clinical issues, sometimes people have real life issues, which you and I are not privy to. Happens to be, I'm a little bit more privy to, to people. And the shorts of people I deal with, so I can see very often people have all kinds of phobias or fears or traumas or experiences. They're not so resilient, they didn't come to the Shiran Shabbos, they missed their outside. Uh, whatever, it is, whatever, whatever it is, they, they are. They, they, so, you know, Bernie Sanders was raised, even though he went into Bar Mitzvah, Kingsway Jewish Center, but yeah, essentially, oh, yeah. he's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. Even worse. Yeah, yeah. But he was raised with communist parents. He was raised with communist parents. I mean, what do you think is going on over there? Um, George Soros was raised by left-wing liberal Budapest parents and it was in the Holocaust. And it was, you know, whatever, did he aid? I don't know the whole story, what he did with the Nazis. Was he, you know, there's all, there's all kinds of discussions about that. I never researched that. But these people clearly, you know, Noam Chomsky, who's just as bad at some level, uh, I mean, really has damaged. You know, when you damage millions of Jews in Israel, damaged. You know, when you walk around today, it's they, they view, review Israel as like a apartheid state. That's terrible. That's such a chilul shem And the danger, and what bothers me about today, besides the danger for the millions of Jews, is I deal with secular Jews every day. And anyone under 50 today, yeah. if they're not Orthodox, they're... Uh, nine out of ten, I'm including conservative reform Jew- Jewish children, are at best conflicted, mixed, and at worst are worst enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I, I heard Alan Dershowitz say recently, he's over 50, he's over, actually over 80. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, you will not get Alan Dershowitz type people today. It happens to he went to Orthodox State School as a kid, but personally, we unequivocally pro is like that, unless they're Israeli. They're, they're an American American kids. They're they're nuanced, you know. They're nuanced. They're uh, they're a little bit embarrassed. They're no right. They, they, then you see the full even, picture. You want to be even handed. Even handed, right? We'll be nice to Hamas and nice Hamasbala, nice to Nazis. You know, we, we, you know, Israel's also bad. They always have to say that Israel's also bad. I'm not saying no one says Israel's perfect. They have to say Israel's bad. You're comparing them to Pasha people who, who glorify suicide bombers. <laughs> so we put the two together. And you know why this happens? Because of people like Chomsky. How do we get into this? Because we're talking forgiving these people. But it happens to be important for all those listening to this as well. It's the, the damage is so immense. You can't, like, today when you deal with Jewish kids, it's like they're embarrassed of Israel. They're embarrassed of their Judaism. There's no connection whatsoever because of this. You know, they go to campuses today and they get attacked for this. It's so awful. And you know the biggest causers? Some of them are Jews. So I cannot forgive their deeds. And we should not forget their deeds. We should fight against their deeds. Uh, and if we don't, who will? Um, and, I mean, forgetting how the religious Christians and everything, you know, half the other decent people in the world... I'm not saying the Christian Christians are MLM decent, but they're pro Israel. Like, you have Jews fighting against, and they're 44, you know? Uh, so we, we despise their deeds, 
we fight against our deeds. The best thing, I actually spoke about this, I would encourage those who have not heard it, this, I spoke at last year's a good convention um, about, uh, you know, fighting reform against the reform in Israel and the dangers that reform, the reform movement pre- presents to Israeli Jewry. Um, but I, as I said then, and I'll reiterate today, our first approach to our brothers and sisters is Kiruv, <laughs> is love. In fact, the only reason we fight against the reform movement is we don't, we don't want our brothers and sisters in Israel to be damaged, right? And, and the damage could be irreparable for many of them. So, you know, just to go back to your question, with these individuals, we, we will fight and we'll hate their deeds. Since usually it's not personal, we're un- atypically not that emotional, it's easier to bifurcate in this situation. Um, but we need to fight against them. I think, on the contrary, uh, usually people we hate, we, we distance ourselves from. Here, for Hashem's Torah, Hashem's people, we need to be vocal and be, be pushing the fight, uh, not against the people, but against the movements and those. And the way, best way to fight it is Kirov. <laughs> to get, you know, if you could have got George Soros or Bernie Sanders when they're 18 or 19, you, they're a lot easier and they, before they had microphones. Now these people are powers of position, pa- positions of power, excuse me, and they're hurting Klal Yisrael. They are hurting the Jewish people. Don't think, you know, you know, even I, just today actually, that person who I spoke to today, who told me that their conservative clergy doesn't bother them, he was comfortable coming into an Orthodox synagogue so he told me he, years ago, man was an older man. And when he was in college, he went to Chabad a little bit. So I give Chabad credit. They, they brought this guy in. There's a comfort zone. This is 30 years later, right? But because he had that, ex- so he didn't make him religious. But they, they, we affect people around us. You know, so don't, don't, don't not realize that, you know, these people whose actions are bad, we have the power to help them. Now, we, we, we can't help everyone in the sense that we can't choose for people, but we could do our darn best to get to them so we don't have to. That's why Hashivenu comes before Vilamal Shinim in Shimon Esrei. We always mm-hmm. pray for Tshuva. I spoke at the Good Convention. I, again, it's on, it's on org or on, it's on the Good website. It's on Torah anytime. You can see it there. But going back to our topic tonight, that's the big sidebar. Um, so people who hurt us, not the Jewish people. You know, if a person breaks Shabbos, you should know, by the way, they're hurting Jewish people. They're hurting Kaveh HaShem's Torah. They're breaking, that's, so it should bother you, right? It should bother you. But we're not talking about that thing. We're talking about people attack us. Um, you, need, you can't bear that sin. You can't hate them. And even though they messed up and they hurt you and they attacked you and they vilified you and they were mean to you, if you then walk around hating them, you're at fault. And suras And really, how are you going to quote, rebuke or communicate? It's the American now. Communicate. You have to clarify. Now, if it's clear that they that they said to you, you you did nothing to them, and they emailed it, you were a terrible person. You were the nicest person in the world to them, and they or they they spoke bad about you, or they hurt you. The the first modus operandi is to speak to them. Most people, most people most are responsive. Um, and actually, I learned this from my wife. She's much better than I am. I like, I, I, she can be like so sweet. It's like so hard to like not be 
you know, I'm like, come on. And she's like, oh. she says, it makes me, you know, I feel, almost feel guilty. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I, it's a good Jewish trait. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, she can point something out and like, she's very good. You know, it's, it's in a very idle way and a nice way. You know, there's different approaches, but, but, um, why, why exactly did you do this? Can you help me explain this to me? You know, in a, when it's per, I said my wife because I've, I'm sure I, I'm, I, I definitely have done things which I should have done whether in the house a little bit better this way or that way. So we're all, you know in the house you feel like everyone's a king or queen. You always feel like you're right, and there's ways to point things out. You know, could you please? You know, in general communication. So it's a way to say. It. You know, some people are a little bit more closed. So in those situations, and it's bothering you, you may perhaps need advice how to deal with it. You may perhaps need a third party to speak to them as well. Okay? And this, this, is, this needs a lot of thought. Uh, if there's son-in-laws or daughter-in-laws, brother-in-laws or sister-in-laws, mother-in-laws or father-in-laws, uh, hopefully spouses can communicate. Siblings... Sometimes you want another sibling. It's, it, it, we're just talking black out. But to walk around in with hatred, you can't do. It's not, you can't have that. So if the person is not receptive, you may need to wait for a time where they're receptive. You may need to ask somebody else to do it. Right? Sometimes you have parents, and one parent's closer to the child, or, 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 the, child, or the mother hurts the, the, the child, the child, and... The child will talk to the other parents. Can you please talk to Ima or, or Abba about this, or talk to your, or mommy, or dad and ma, or pops and mama, or Rico by? You know that may need to be the approach. Uh, it could be if you have a few friends, you tell your girlfriend, "Listen, so and so has been doing this. Maybe find a way to say something to her because you're a lot closer to her than I am." This I, I, I'm very very cautious about this because simply because I've seen the amount of errors. Dropped ball. What? I said third party usually does not work out. Well, I, I don't. A lot of reasons. Isn't it love so hard to tell No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That's a miss. No, it's absolutely not Lashon Hara. There's actual benefit to this. If I be Lashon Hara, I can never answer a one Shidduch question in the world. Well, no, anytime there's a benefit, it's not to badmouth or hurt the person. Now, the person listening is obligated to not fully accept it and to just say, to be helpful, of course. I'm doing this, you should know about it. I do this all day. I'm not all this. I do this very often. Somebody asks me, please speak to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. All the time. Is it Lashon Hara to tell me? Well, rabbi gets a special privilege? Rabbi gets a Lashon Hara nobody else gets to do this. No, you can all join me in this, please. Uh, <laughs> but, but, the, but, this is very serious, um, it's really, it's, it, it, it's delicate. It's really, and sometimes you should know, I say I am not the right person for this. Mm-hmm. I, I do not have a relationship with this person, or they're not going to be receptive, and I have, I have to deal with this person in other matters, and if I do this, I'm going to close the book for other things. So, as I said, this is really, you know, you should, when your person's in this situation, we're talking black and white, sir, life is gray. What cannot be, though, is you walk around hating the person, so you have to be able to deal with it. So I'm just giving, you know, quoting Revolt, but I'm just telling you there has to be a thought process, some wisdom, some discussions. It may, not, it may take some time. You should pray that time to Hashem should be able to, 
to live with this person, but it's a delicate, delicate mix. Now, if it's minor in scope, it's really not. Or the other thing, which is major, and there's friction. And that's a really... Sometimes you put in the middle of a situation like that to help, right? But really, the person is just venting. That's why I'm talking. So, about. so like sometimes yeah. they just want you to know how badly they've been hurt. And so, actually, the, we're, we're not only lashon. We're not talking about lashon hara, hilchos lashon hara, but very briefly, since we've been have one of these looser classes tonight, uh, the Chavetz Chaim explicitly says that venting could be to Ellis. Um, at times, if the person really has been hurt and they really need to vent, you are actually helping to cure them. Now, that is a really narrow bridge because there are times where they really need to vent and they're so hurt and they're so bothered and they should talk it over with somebody. Uh, you cannot accept what they say is true. You can be helpful to them. Because there's, there's always two sides to the story. Uh, and if the person's always venting, then they're not venting. They're just a balash and hara. Okay? The first time you can give them the benefit. It, of it could be, you know, not, not, I want to tell you, I, get, I have certain people that vent to me. They have very challenging life relationships. So I cannot help them sometimes. So what do I do in those circumstances? I calm them down. Or I make them see the, 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 the silver linings in the relationships. So what's the constructive person purpose of them telling me the craziness that they're going through? Simply that I'm helping them work through in their own minds and not able to help a, their situ- actual situation. But if I'm helping their own minds and their own sanity, then I'm helping them. There is a benefit to that. Now, if the person is going to tell me about every single person they know... I'm venting, Rabbi. I need to talk about my mother and my brother and my sister and my boss. That's not venting. That's passion. You know what I'm saying? That's not venting. They, you know, there are people, so there are schmoozers. Are there people who have loose lips? Uh, we're not talking about that. Well, we're not sticking ships. They're just ball, lush, and hara. They don't, they, they talk about, they badmouth anyone. They get, they get, they, 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 they think stands in the way. You know, some people think that everyone's evil stands up against it. Everyone's bad. The whole world, I'm perfect and everyone's good. And everyone, I, I, they call you up, Mrs. K, we probably call you later, right? I got to tell you this, do you know what she did to me? And tomorrow, do you know what he did? Do you know what she, do you know? That's inventing. That's the person's all. But if you know someone is really, they have, a, they, have, they, have a, they have a tough situation with somebody, or it's a one-time thing, and they tell you, listen, I, you know, I, I just need to talk this over with you. I think that the real question is, is when someone calls you like that, you say, listen, you know, obviously, I'm assuming you need to talk this out. out. Like, just clar- have a clarifying question. Don't make that as a normal thing as a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's pretty serious stuff. Are you sure you need- I'm the right person this? Do you need to talk it out? Can I be helpful for you? But don't just shoot the blues, you know, right? Shoot the breeze, excuse me. Okay, so... Um, if they clarify to the person what they did, which is improper, and again, in a normal relationship, husband and wife is the best time. If you, if husband and wife cannot communicate properly, that's a, a problem. Okay, so they need to learn how to communicate. But if a husband or wife does one to another, of any relationship, it should be completely normal 
even if it's more like me and not my wife, like I'm like, I get a B, she get an A, you know, like she's better at this. It's not that the community, I'm actually not so bad, but, but I'm just, she's better, you know. She, you need to be able to communicate uh, in this, uh, you know. I, and honestly, I said, I have no problem saying, I don't think I've ever gotten to my wife fight with my wife ever, 19 years, almost 19 years of marriage, simply because she's a tzaddikis, that helps, but also because we communicate. Now, doesn't I've never been upset, or she's never been upset. A fight, though, we've never been both because we've communicated, right? There's communication. Sometimes the communication has been a little bit better, a little bit worse, you know, but we always have communicated and we've never had a fight, thank God, Baruch Hashem. Um, so, you know, in that sense, communication is something hard, but it's, it's essential, right? It's really, really essential. Um, it's, really, it's really essential. So you need to be able to communicate other relationships, you need to learn how to communicate, uh, or try to communicate, but you cannot walk around dating. If you can't communicate, you may try a third party, and if there's no way to communicate, then you should try to, try to look to forgive the person. Mm-hmm. Try to get it out of your system um, itself. This is not easy stuff. You know, even talking about it, if you start projecting relationships you have with people and challenging things, um, Rabbi, I've had people walk out of chuppahs. I remember one family I was dealing with, one, I was like, sister-in-law and brother, they want to be in the same room. Uh, and then one time, I saw them the picture. My goodness. And they, they thought they were purposely left out of the picture. They saw them they wait, you didn't wait for me. At the wedding, I'm like, get out of town. You didn't wait for me. You think, no, that didn't start then. Whatever was going on was like built up for how many years? But like, you know, but the point is, is it's, not, it's not so simple in real dynamics. You've, I've, I've had neighbors tell me that Jews not like their other neighbor, and I know how to communicate. Now, it could be the other one's at fault, not a fault, but, but B-U-T, uh, you can't hate anybody. Uh, I wasn't saying you, it's to mention. I don't hate anybody. Uh, I, I wasn't saying you, because you mentioned. Uh, I hope people don't hate me. Uh, no, no, no. Problem. But, <laughs> 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 the, 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 if a Yid's, imagine Eretz saw everyone's Jews, like, you know, you have, he sees apartments and then Adira's and like banging on the floor and knocking, your sickle is on my property blah, 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 blah. and it goes on every day you know imagine lots of taxi drivers all next to each other one day you know like oh apartment. it's a taxi driver apartment how dare you chutzpah come on you know, like, you know. but at the end they have to love each other the, the truth is it just is in Israel sometimes these guys like I remember once I had two two like a certain culture Israelis um and like the person's like, oh yeah, we always talk like this way. Like we know we, we it's, it's totally normal. Freaking right away, she just you know, like, uh, call it a chamor. And this, and like, you know, like, but we love each other. It's just it's totally normal. So it, maybe it's healthy that way. No, it's not. Tell you why it's not because one of their children may marry someone who's not like that, and those marriages mm-hmm. are not a problem. Are disasters. Like literally, you have one person like that, and the person who's not like that. It's like. You know, and most people they deal with, like, as one person comes in, like, screaming, oh, I always scream at people, you know, like, they're so, their spouse doesn't mind, but everyone else minds, like, you know, it's a bad thing to have, it's not a good thing to have, even if other, some people like it and can handle it, uh, it's not a good thing, per se, um, you know, so in Israel, you have lots of Jews in an apartment, you need to be able to love all your neighbors. Not, and it doesn't mean your neighbors don't perturb you. Like, even in Brooklyn, like, if any, you, know, you know what parking is like in Flatbush? Mm-hmm. Borough Park? Borough Park, you, like, when you get a parking spot, 
It's like, hold your Lashem Kitov, kill him, You know, and imagine someone passed by, you know, I'm serious. You need to be able to communicate and to love your neighbors. And sometimes it's a little bit challenging because there's always two stories. Always. You know, I was joking about the taxi drivers. They're screaming, but the truth is, in Israel, and this is probably true, they communicate. You know, we may say they're screaming at each other, but the next day they're hugging each other, kissing each other. You know why? They got out of the system. We, we keep it in, and we hate the person. Like, everybody, what time is it? Say, you know what? You Americans, you, 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 you lie. Like, you don't even say what you believe. We say what we believe. We get out of the system. We say, I'm going to say, every culture has pluses and net minuses. Don't, you know, you know it's really, it's, it's 100% true. We, we may be less upfront about what bothers us, but there's a big negative to that. You know, really, there really could be a big negative, especially by the way, if, if two people can handle the, the back and forth, you can hug and kiss, that's, you know, again, I don't, I, there's a danger to that, and I think we should be honest. Every culture and every society has pluses and minuses, and we have to take the pluses and leave the minuses. A, a minus of our culture is what, sweeping things under the carpet and hating people. <laughs> It really, we don't get it out of our system, and, and it can, you know it, it can be very, 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 very bothersome. Uh, whereas in Israel, it's something a little bit more vocal, and you know they're very close, and it doesn't. They, they scream it out, or they get it out, or they tell it, you know, and you know again, there are times where that, that does not work, and there's times in America where us being quiet is good. I'm just pointing out is the bottom line is is that we need to go ahead and be. Um, to take care of it. And it's not easy. With the Torah, the bottom line, with the Torah stresses, but the Ram says, the Pasuk says, you can't hate a Jew even for a moment. And there's two reasons why people often don't want to say something to a person. Number one, So one reason is you don't want to seem petty. You don't want to be like, I'm petty. Like if I say anything, even though it really bothers you, again, we're not talking, nothing we talked about tonight is about minor Things, you know, when really something bothers you and it's not petty, right? A person was disgustingly rude to you, was obnoxious, insulted, slandered, belittled, mocked you, or anything of that sort. Um, and but you don't want to say anything because if you say anything. Since it's personal, it's my note on the board. I'm gonna look like small, a small person. Even though it really bothers, you're gonna walk around hating this person. I don't want to say anything because then I'll look small. So instead of me looking small, I'll walk around hating the person. <laughs> I'll go around, well, you know, hating the. Mutavolasos is a ration kilo nalama pigiazais. Kilo pugs, you wanna ignore it. Ignore it. Shainis. Shana writes a cloud. Number second reason why people often don't ask for, don't broach the topic and say the person would bother them, is they don't want to forgive the person. You know, they don't want to forgive the person. You know, one time one of my kids got in a fight. I said, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll have them apologize to you. The one said, like, I don't know, I don't want their apology. What do you want? I want to hate them. <laughs> they hate them. But they want to be. They wanted to be angry at them. They don't want to hear the apology. Uh, she slandered me. She hurt me. She insulted me. She, I don't want to apologize. I want to burn. I, I, want, I want my anger. I want my sinus I want sinus She didn't say I want sinus but she wants sinus chidum. Spontaneous. Uh, well, 
Oh, no, my kids? No. no, no. Not me. No, that's the person. They don't say those words. That's what that's they want. They want to hate this person for what they did. You know, I, I, and I said this on the Shir years ago, Bernie Madoff. The Torah wants him to do tshuva. These people in America today, I remember one time, years ago, I mentioned Bernie Madoff, I was once listening, so I first came here in, like 12 years or 13 years ago, I was listening on the radio, uh, there was a cockfight. I'm a football player, but I had like two. And, and, I, and I got penalized for the league. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, for this chicken, you know, playing this cockfight. Yeah. And I was, I was, I don't know why, I think it was a, it was a, it was a 2008 election. That's scary. That, that election, I have nightmares about still. Um, the 2008 election, I wanted to hear like for a minute what was going on. And then this came up in the news. So some caller calls in, I don't think they should, he, this person should ever be redeemed. After he did that, yeah. you know, like, he, the, he should never be allowed to play football again. He should never have any hope. He should never be okay. Like, he wants him to be punished for life. Are there people who want Bernie Madoff to sit in jail and rot? For, there's no redemption for such a person. There's no way to fix such a person. Uh, there's no way to... They don't want them to do tshuva. They want them to rot. I mean, the guy did a cockfight. I mean, I think it's a terrible thing. Don't get me wrong. But come on, like this is a key. there's no hope for such a person. There's no redemption. That's such a terrible thing. And there are certain people who just want to want the, the person who hurt them. They don't want their forgiveness. They don't want. They they want to hate them, and they're hard for what they've done. Um, and he wants them to be and he wants them to be guilty to the end of time. So I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want. Their apology. Next week, by the way, we'll talk about, apolo- about accepting apology. That's, that's for next week. But tonight, we're talking about why a person doesn't bring up, broach the topic because they don't want the apology. In Ken, says a vol, but that's Rishish Mamish, Shlolochach, not to say anything is your own wickedness besides the mitzvah of Toychacha and walking around hating Jews. Haruchayav, and we need to teach ourselves how to do this correctly, how to learn, not to rebuke because we can't, we're going to PC. In Northern California, be very PC over here. Mm-hmm. Even in Chicago, I hear they're PC. Um, you got to be very PC and say communicate, not rebuke, because rebuke is very Puritan yeah. and strict. How about Miami? Huh? They rebuke when they're politically. We'll correct. skip Miami for now. <laughs> so, wait, so you have to teach ourselves how to do it. It takes time and practice. So, in, in in a good, healthy marriage. People become experts at this. Mm-hmm. How one spouse talks to another, and you learn communication skills. You know, Rabbi Martyr, Josh Martyr, uh, he, he, his specialty is really mm-hmm. communication, and actually he has drama therapy to do this, yeah. is how to communicate in marriage, because so many of the issues in marriage are communication, right? So if someone's bothering you, you need to know how to communicate. Like sometimes you little kids, tell him, Tell her. And you have big kids, and marriage is very sensitive. That's how you do it. Sometimes you have, you have if you're a, 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 a partner in the firm, and you have two associates who are bickering, you know, teach them how to communicate this and this, right? If you're a coach of a team, also. So, you know, there's an, there's an art, but it's hard. And really, when somebody really slanders or mocks or is cynical to you or, or, or debases you or ignores you and they really bother you, there, you felt you feel ignored by a person. 
Uh, all of these things, to be able to communicate the way you feel and to do it effectively, especially in sensitive family relationships where they're complicated, needs a lot of delicate, delicate thoughts and action. Now, action which means walking around hating a person is not okay. Action can mean communicating. If you're not able to communicate, it may ask your third party or a rabbinic figure or a therapist at times or some other person. Or action may be working yourself to get out of your heart. You cannot walk around hating people <laughs> at all. Uh, so you can't, status quo of that is unacceptable on multiple levels. So it takes a lot of work. When Sometimes you have to figure out a situation, how to meet up with a person to, to allow yourself this. Uh, and it says, move on. When you have any anger, if you cannot, you know, if you're not able to do it and you're not angry, then don't do it because you will only exacerbate the situation. You will only make it worse if you scream, if you're angry, if you're frustrated. Any of these things, you need to get a moment where you're none of that. And with, with a pleasant countenance, haras panim. And with an Islam, if you can do this, you'll be able to communicate, you'll be able to take away any, not only irritation, which we're talking about, but any hatred. The worst thing is to walk around with hatred. It's a Torah prohibition, right? And next week we'll learn what happens when we're asked for forgiveness. How to truly and completely forgive a person who really hurts you. That's a lot harder done than said. Okay, hold it.